Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Awesome. I'm your host, Miranda Von Fricken. Today is part two of a two-part series where we're discussing your calling. Last week, if you didn't catch the episode, go back and listen to it. Pause this, of course, come back to it. Um, You could enjoy it even if you didn't hear part one, but it would be much more effective if you checked out part one. So go ahead, pause here. I won't be offended. Go back, check it out, and then, of course, come right back. So today we are talking about, about the impact of ignoring your calling, we talked a little bit of we talked in depth about it actually last week. Today I want to talk about preparing to to accept the calling on your life. So last week we talked about three different kind of stages that you could be in, if you will. One was no idea what my calling is. Um, the second one is I, I have an idea and I dabble. And the third one would have been I know exactly what I'm meant to do, why I'm put on this earth, I'm just not doing it. Now, you may be wondering, why didn't you talk about the person who knows exactly what their calling is and that she's following it and how amazing it is? Well, ultimately, that would be owning your awesome. (laughs) And I am all about owning your awesome. But this is a show 100% dedicated to those on their journey to owning their awesome. And some episodes are going to be more about the journey and some are going to be about the destination. And today we're talking about the journey, what to do, how to prepare to live out your calling. So this can be for any stage you're in. And I talked a little bit about preparing to follow your calling, maybe dabbling, side hustling, if you will, Um, whether it's entrepreneurship or a different industry or a whole different job, you need to quit your job and start over again. I'm not telling you to do that by any stretch of the imagination because that's not what I did. What I did, if you recall, is I got laid off. (laughs) I had a calling on my heart. I didn't answer the call and the universe just made it happen for me. Technically, they made it happen by laying me off four times, which I don't ever recommend, but I know that's something that's completely out of our control. So I like to have a little more control, right? That's that owning piece of your awesome, owning what you do, the steps you take, the environment you're in. That's how we start to prepare and own our actions when we are preparing to live out our calling. I've got a few tips, of course, and a few action steps for those of us who are aware of what our calling is and how do we start living it out in a way that's natural and not forced, as well as not just jumping right into it, quitting our jobs and and going hard, living out the calling. Because if we're being completely honest, there is a little thing called reality. (laughs) And I'd love to say, I quit my job, I went full in, and I made six figures my first year, and I've been balling ever since. (laughs) That's not the case. That's entrepreneurship and big transitions in life especially going from a nine to five that you've been in for 20 years to owning your own business that you've never done, never been exposed to. So I am taking the reality more of the dreamer route during this uh, episode, but stick with it because you know me, I love me some dreams. So ultimately we're following our dream by knowing what our calling is and living it out. How do we do that? 
Well, first I say, let it in, right? That's one thing that I always did. Even when I wasn't so sure, any ping that I got of joy, of excitement, whenever I was, even in school, when I was working on a paper in a certain topic, flow would just kick in and I would just feel completely in like a zone when it came to the research, the the writing of the paper, the presenting the paper, the topic itself. When you're at work and is there a piece of your work that you just melt into? You're like, I absolutely love this. For me, it was interviewing. I absolutely love, I was in human resources. I was a recruiter, talent acquisition manager. I absolutely loved the interview process. I wasn't a fan of reading and writing all the resumes, uh, setting up the travel arrangements to fly people in. My jam was getting face-to-face with someone and asking them amazing questions about their life and hearing their answers and knowing that I could in some way help them or strategize with them to achieve the goal that they had set for themselves. And that's obviously what I do today as a coach. And so letting it in was something that I did real early on because it just felt easy. What is something in your job, in your role, in your life that just feels so natural, so easy? That's the thing you want to do a little bit more of. Lean into it just a little bit more because that may be your calling or a piece of it, which it was for me. So let it in just a little. Feel it. Maybe journal on it. Take some notes while it's happening, how you feel, where are you, who's involved in it, how long do you get to do it in your job? And then is there a way for you to increase that part of your job? For me, not only did I love interviewing, I loved creating trainings, which is what I do as a workshop leader and keynote speaker. (laughs) So I absolutely loved researching, creating trainings, helping people to create transformation. So for me, I was not a learning and development leader at my job, but I volunteered to create a training program for our up-and-coming leaders, and it was something that the leaders really needed. They wanted it. They were pumped to be a part of it, and every time I taught that class, I just felt like I could do it all day. So talking to people, interviewing them just as much as creating training programs for them and helping them to really have these aha moments. Like how, I was like, how can I do this in recruiting? And there was a piece of it that I could have done in recruiting, but the bigger piece was in training and development. So I volunteered and I created a program and it was amazing and everybody loved it. So is there something in your role that you love doing? How can you do more of it? And if it's not a part of your role, is it just something you can take on anyway? Maybe take off somebody else's plate? That may be an option. Uh, It definitely won't be if you don't ask. (laughs) Now, if you hate everything about your job, (laughs) because I'd love to like help everybody, if you hate every piece of your job, I, I highly recommend figuring out what you love to do in general and see how you can incorporate it into your life, whether it's through volunteer work, joining a board, joining a club, getting a hobby. So there's a lot of ways for you to incorporate the thing you love most, lean into it more, not just at work, but in your life as well. 
The next part would be to prepare yourself. This is something I, I work a lot with on clients is preparing themselves to accept the calling on their life and to not only accept it emotionally and spiritually, but literally in the job world. Prepare yourself through updating, brushing off, starting from scratch, your resume, your LinkedIn profile. Do you have to take some classes? Do you need a mentor? Do you need to hire a coach? I mean, obviously they hired one or I wouldn't be telling you their story. (laughs) Create a hypothetical timeline of when this could happen for you, especially if it's, you know what you love, there's new jobs out there for you to apply to or you already have a side hustle and you can start a business and, and kick it up a notch. This is something that you're already doing. So you can create a timeline. Perhaps the timeline is as small as, well, today's Monday. So by Wednesday afternoon, I'm going to hire a resume writer or I'm going to find my resume from 15 years ago. <laughs> Or I'm going to hop on LinkedIn by lunchtime today. There's so, And if you are on LinkedIn, of course, connect to me and tell me you heard this podcast and we'll just have a better conversation. But what can you do timeline-wise? What can you do this week? What can you do today? What can you do this month? What can you do in the next six months? I mean, at this point, based on, let me take a look at my calendar, it is the, ooh, we are July 3rd by time this airs. I'm it's a new month friends so july 3rd means you have six months what can you do in six months to not only lean into your calling accept it emotionally and spiritually and take action on the calling that is on your heart for your life so you can let it in you can prepare for it a little bit more logistically with your resume linkedin taking classes that you may need to take getting yourself a mentor or a coach, and then create that hypothetical timeline. I mean, it may not be hypothetical. At first it may be, but then it may be literal. <laughs> you, you could start 2024 in a new role with a new business. There's so much you could be doing in six months. And it's funny too how we look to think, all right, in three years, I'm gonna get a new job, blah, 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 whatever. How about in three months? What are you going to do in three months? That's 90 days. You can make a lot of changes in 90 days, my friends. All right, so another thing you can do is to visualize how it could be in the future, right? So three months from now, six months from now, what do you want your life to look like? Is it still currently what it looks like? Maybe your life is fabulous. I mean, I love my life, but there's definitely some things I'd like to see enhanced in the next three to six months. So when I visualize those changes, that visualization comes with a feeling attached to it. And that feeling is what drives me to take all the little steps I got to take to achieve that goal. And then what points within the next three to six months can you say, all right, I need to change this, this, and this, or tweak this, this, and this. What are the areas of opportunity that pop up in your head? If you're like, all right, jobs, for example, because it's an easy example. If you don't love your job and you need a new one, the easiest, obvious things to do are to update your resume, start looking on LinkedIn for opportunities, connect with people who can help you, whether it's a recruiter, whether it's a coach, um, maybe tell a friend or family member that you trust 
to keep their eyes open. And then, of course, pray on the opportunity, put it in your vision board, journal about it, all that good stuff. Like those are obvious things you can do, steps you can take to be able to live out that that goal, that to reach that goal, to live out the potential calling. Some other things that you can do is start to really call in what it is you think your calling is. So it's already on your heart. Hopefully you know what you're meant to do. Say you're meant to, <laughs> should I use the dolphin training example? <laughs> now nah, we'll change it. Say you're meant to be a coach. We'll just use a coach as an example, life and business coach. And you've been doing it for years for friends and family members, and you're just not sure how to even start. Well, some things you can do is to talk to life or business coaches and find out how they got to where they are today. You could Google. How easy is it to Google these days? Let's be honest. How to do X, whatever it is you want to do. Early steps. What should I be doing? How can I prepare? Because this episode is all about preparing to live the calling that's on your heart. I, unfortunately, did not have the luxury to prepare. I got laid off four times. Told you about that last episode. The feelings that were attached to that were bitterness and BS. (laughs) However, I honestly think God was preparing me the whole time. If you heard the whole episode, you would hear some of the jobs that I had in the past where I feel were stepping stones to get me to where I was. But it wasn't until, I'd say, the second layoff, going into the third I knew for sure my time was almost up in the corporate space. So things I used to do in that second to last job was create not only a list for what I had to do for the day, for the job, right? Because I still had to be the best I could be in that role. But I made a list for myself, a little post-it on top of my notebook of the top three things I needed to do that day to drive this potential business forward. I didn't have it yet. (laughs) I had been coaching and speaking for years, but it wasn't the business as it is today. So beyond dabbling, it was what are are the three things I have to do today? So I'd put it on a post-it and whether it was reach out to some people, that's actually where I created my first mastermind, which is amazing. Um, My first paid mastermind, I should say. (laughs) I've been doing it for free for years. That's what I mean by doing it without having like an income, right? Like it's okay to volunteer. It's okay to do things for free, especially in the beginning. And I held years of masterminds for free with my biz besties and a few other close friends for years for free because I just loved it. I was in a flow when it came to masterminds and I still am. I just happen to get paid a lot more for it now. (laughs) So I didn't have the super luxury of preparing like potentially other people have. If I had known that I was going to be laid off four months later from that third job, I probably would have kicked it up a little bit quicker. <laughs> However, things all happen for a reason, right? Like whether whether I had been laid off, whether I had been, you know, get, not laid off and been able to stay at that job full time, who knows what would I have, who knows what I would have done had I not been laid off. Sometimes we need the universe to kick our butt because sometimes we're just not doing it for ourselves. We know there's that spark inside of us and it is often getting dimmer. When we ignore the calling on our heart, when we say no to opportunities because we're scared, when we don't go to events, whether they're networking or award shows or galas, when we say no to these events because we're scared, we're holding ourselves back. And I think, actually I know, the universe does not like it. (laughs) 
<laughs> she is like, girl, you are meant to do this. This is the place you need to be. There's somebody in this, in this room that you need to talk to, and I'm going to make sure you're there. So I, I want you to do a few things. Obviously, I want you to audit your past. If you don't know what your calling was, audit your past. What are some things in the past that you can take with you into the current, into the future? I want you to sit down and meditate on and ask. Ask God, ask your guides, ask the universe, what am I meant to do? What's next for me? Please bring it in. When I say call in your calling, I want you to flat out ask. Ask for signs, ask for calling. Please send me something that will put me in the state of flow, make me feel amazing, and and I end up saying, oh my God, that's it. I want to feel that way. Ask for that feeling. And I bet you, you will get an amazing response. And then from there, of course, visualize what it'll look like to live out your calling. If you know what it is and you're ignoring it, please stop. I'm begging you to stop ignoring your calling. I think I got pretty lucky with all those layoffs. I think the universe said like, is enough enough, Miranda? Like it's time to really do what it is God put you on this earth to do. You're done playing small. Cut the crap. (laughs) God's a little sassy with me. And I think ultimately it happened exactly the way it was meant to. If you're open to staying in your nine to five space, if you're open to staying where you are today in order to lean in and get a little more prepared to live out your calling, I'm here for it. I'm here to support you. Shoot me a DM anywhere you anywhere you follow me, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, please feel free to ask me questions. And if you are like, nope, I know what it is. I'm done playing small. I'm quitting tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe you've already started to prepare. Maybe you're over-prepared because that's something I rarely tap into. Are you over-prepared and have been so ready but just kind of hesitant? It's time, my friend. It is absolutely time for you to accept the calling on your life. Finally, live and do exactly what you're meant to do that puts you in that state of awe and awesome. And finally, live out your calling. Thank you so much for listening to part two of living out your calling to ultimately own your awesome. I'm so excited to bring this to you because it was, it it honestly was something that had been cooking up in me for years, ever since that first layoff and I didn't even realize it. And here I am multiple years later, finally sharing the story that I should have shared years ago. Uh, For those of you who follow me, may have heard a little bit of the story through content. If you want to learn more, feel free to DM me. And I want to help you live out your calling too. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's just getting a little bit of my energy through my content and any of the freebies I have, get on my email list, check out my website, mirandavonfrickin.com. Go to that contact page, get on my email list, the newsletter, I'll send you tons of inspiration weekly, just like this podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast, of course, if you're not officially following it already. Give me that five-star review if you don't mind. Tell everybody how great it is. Give me a review. Um, And then, of course, if you want to work together, I'm here for you. I'm absolutely here for you. I've got so many different options to work together for you to not have to do this alone. Because owning your awesome, it, it doesn't come by itself. You need people to support you. I think I did an episode on that. (laughs) The people we roll with. Check that episode out too, of course. But if you're ready to finally own your awesome, live out your calling, and just stop BSing 
the crap out of yourself <laughs> like I did, please, please, when this episode is over, take a deep breath. If you're driving, maybe pull over. <laughs> take a deep breath and just say, she's got a point. It's my time. What do I need to do? And just wait for the answer. It'll come to you. Give it a few seconds. And when you know what to do, don't hesitate. Don't walk. Run. And I'll see you on the other side. Until next week, continue to own your awesome.